When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Kings cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, Ryan and I are coming off of a really fun episode just last week. We had some playoff talk, some Kings talk. We talked a little bit about stats and our thoughts on some of those NBA advanced statistics that people like to use in their debates. Um, It was a fun episode. You can check that one out or any other of our episodes out wherever you find your podcasts. I'm bringing in my co-host today as always. Ryan, what's good? Good evening, everybody. We are doing this on, what's tonight, Eric? Thursday. Lakers Phoenix are playing right now. Um, that Denver Portland game just finished a little while ago. I'm sure we're about to talk about that. Uh, beer of choice tonight. You did you not hear my beer? Eric, I did not Eric's hear. Give, I, I, oh, man, I cracked the beer, guys. I promise. First, hold, hold on. Luckily, I got two. Here we go. Round two. Let's try this again. Did you hear that one? Yeah, that one. That one was a lot better. Interesting. Actually, I know what it is. I changed my mic settings right before we started the podcast to um, block out the background noise. But anyways, beer of choice tonight is the king of beers, Budweiser's. Uh, also, best commercials, right, for beers. Like, you know, those classic Budweiser commercials with Clyde's. What are they, Clydesdales? Is that what they're called? The big horses and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, shout out Louie. He's the one who told me I need to drink some diesel on the podcast. He's a faithful listener all the way from the East Coast. So, uh, uh, hey, this Bud's for you. <laughs> um, I was thinking about drinking tonight, but I, I had a long day. I was outside most of the day, and I was kind of concerned. I was like, if I put up some whiskey, I, I might get super tired by the end of the podcast and just start dozing off. That's kind of what happens to me as I've gotten older um, if I start casually drinking on a weeknight, it's 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 more like Nyquil. It has more of a Nyquil effect on me. So I kind of got to hold off sometimes if I'm not trying to pass out right away. Yeah, I really wasn't even trying to drink. You know, that just shows how dedicated I am to the podcast because I just went hard for three straight days in Reno, um, like hard, hard. And uh, you know, I was like, ah, I'm not going to drink for a while, and then I'm like, oh shit, we got to do a podcast tonight. All right, can't be a little bitch, man. Got to got to drink on the pod like always, you know. 
Rich and we're suit. and we're authentic too, man. Because you know, I would, ne- I don't, I think you'd be doing our our listeners a real disservice if you came on the podcast and popped open like a diet soda or a sparkling water hey, and tried to pretend it, like it was a well, it was a drink. Well, and that's the thing is not gonna lie, dude. Because I drink hella bubbly sparkling waters. Nothing wrong right? with them. Nothing wrong with them. But no, if you were trying to say them. it's a beer, yeah. Oh, I love them. Not gonna lie, cracking a bubbly crossed my mind but i got more integrity than that yeah right but, you know, I'm, yeah I'm better, I'm better than that so you know i got the buds and you know we're we're and we're moving on so uh what's what's what, what what's the brand you drink the bubbly brand yeah bubblies dude I, I like everybody at works like always like they see bubblies around they're like oh cold peppers around you know hey hey the bubblies and i'm like yeah well you know uh but dude i i crush um i crush an eight pack of bubblies every single day at work Every day, See, the, uh, you know, pure, and eight, the pure, eight, the, like the the original flavor, no flavor. You, you, how many did you just say you crush? Eight. You tr- crush eight. I, uh, I I drink an eight pack of uh, bubblies every single day at work. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude, that's yeah. I really, if I had to pick one, I like the Perrier, little skinny can ones, little like uh, you know, I think they're ten ounces or something weird like that. Uh, the they really holding that carbonation. That's what I love about those sparkling well, waters. I don't like those ones because you got to take the stupid foil off the top, dude, and it bugs the hell out of me. No, the cans, the cans they make. So they make yeah, a the can, can version. They have, yeah, foil, the can. have foil on it. Yeah, they have foil. Oh, uh, see, I, I, I guess I didn't. I, I guess I didn't know I was talking to a sparkling water connoisseur well, here. You know, as somebody who lived in Europe for you know little over three years, that's all they drink there. They they don't drink normal water. It's all sparkling water, dude. So I became a real connoisseur. Um, you know, and I could really taste the nodes inside of it. You know, all those different <laughs> a sommelier, what is it, like a like a wine sommelier, but for sparkling yeah, dude, water. Yeah, Perrier really Perrier you... pairs well with uh, it pairs well with steak. Oh wow! John, do you drink <laughs> like? Are you into those those white claws and all the sparkling? No, uh, no, hard no. seltzers. Not not a fan. No, no, Eric, you know this. Okay, what do I drink? Yeah, I mean, I... pretty much on the podcast, you are po- popping. Okay, Budweiser, Keystone Light, Bud Light. What else? Am I missing any? You're really Mad- drinking. Had a, had a Modelo a couple weeks ago. Um, I have a Budweiser here and a Keystone in front of me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mix it up. Whatever I got, dude. I told you about Bill next door, and I always got to have cheap beer around, dude. So, uh, so I'm. It's either it's either beer or I drink, you know, whiskey, Jameson. You know, I I, I drink a lot of um, Jameson ginger ale. That's that's a that's a good one. Yeah, I, I'm a big whiskey drinker. You know what I've always had the palate for that I get made fun of a lot is uh, I really enjoy gin. Do you drink gin? So I so about a year ago, I don't know why I was at Market Tavern in Stockton. Good place if it, if anybody you know. It's in the um, Lincoln Center over there, dude. It's hella good, 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 good food. Anyways, uh, I'm scrolling the drink list and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna have a gin and tonic. Haven't had one since. Not, not, didn't, didn't do it, man. Wasn't refreshing as I thought there was not, you know what I did have. Okay. I, what I did have this weekend. So I'm sitting in the pool at the pepper mill. All right. It was this Monday afternoon, right? Golfed around in the morning, Monday afternoon. I'm at the pepper mill sitting in the pool, chilling. I got me a mojito and then I had a rum runner, you know, rum and like a rum slushy. Oh, dude. I was pretty, I was pretty toasty after that, but real refreshing, dude. Nothing better than it's like 95 outside, dude. You just get a nice refreshing cocktail. Dude. It was pretty good. 
They'll give you a stomach ache. I, I have to stay away from those rum runners. Uh, when I went to Mexico, they were serving those up. People would drink stuff like that. I got to be careful. Yeah, the gin has got a little bite to it. Um, I was drinking those real young. I was drinking those in college. I mean, really young. I mean, like, you know, 21, 22. Barbecue, you know, people are popping up in the double IPAs. And I'm over here with a little gin, a little Hendrix gin, a little tonic, maybe some ginger ale. Um, I like that. Um, yeah, the summer drink, I, I like this time of the cucumber lime stuff, not necessarily the mojito, but maybe, maybe some gin, uh, with a cucumber lime kind of soda. That's a solid, that's a solid yeah. one for me. Mm-hmm. Another, another go-to if outside of beer and Jameson, if I'm drinking something, this is refreshing as hell, dude, get a big old glass, put a shit ton of ice in it, get Tito's vodka, pour some Tito's about halfway, and then you get Fresca, dude. Fresca, refreshing, now, dude. Grapefruit, citrus, dude. Oh, that's refreshing as hell, dude. I, oh, oh, I might, I might have to have one of those right now. That's good stuff, dude. Honestly, people sleep on frescas. They sleep on frescas. I, I'm steady stocked on frescas, man. And I drink, I drink two about two of those a night. To be honest with you, I think that's the best diet soda that there is. Um, it's been around long, a long time. Um, you know, it was interesting during the pandemic, a lot of the production stopped on cans and you couldn't find Fresca anywhere. I mean, I went, f- I, I, okay. It got to the point where I like Googled where the fuck are Frescas? Cause we couldn't find any. And it was like three or four months. And I came across like an article from like the Chicago Tribune talking about Frescas and their lack of production. So I was missing out. I went with diet squirt, nice alternative, um, similar soda, but man, people um, sleep on Frescas. If you're not a Fresca drinker, get on that. They got um, in, in my in my little town. You know, I've talked about. I live in a small town, and there's one grocery store in town, and they sell uh, two liters of Fresca, and they're a dollar, dude. Literally a dollar for the two liter. So I, that's what I drink out of. I I just got a, I got like five of them in my in my bar fridge outside in the garage, dude. It's nice. Yeah. So well, a lot of drink talk for us. Um. I guess people are here to listen to Kings cast, so I guess we should probably talk a little bit of basketball before we get to the Kings, Ryan, because their season's over. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to talk about, and and you know we keep coming at everybody weekly. A lot of episodes planned in the future for Kings talk, but uh, one thing Ryan and I want to do throughout the NBA playoffs because we're big NBA fans, and assuming a lot of you are too, is do a little playoff talk to come in to bring in every episode. Um, so right now we're recording. It's Thursday evening. Um, I think we're coming down to the wire on this uh, Lakers Suns game, Ryan. What's the what's the update right now? I mean, people listen to this game is going to be oh. over, but where is it at right now? Uh, eighty nine seventy six, and just starting the fourth right now. Uh, obviously, Suns are up three games to two. Um, you know this game, dude. It's it's all right. Devin Booker went off. Okay, forty three points, nine rebounds, and three quarters. Right, he's fourteen of twenty, eight of nine from three. Outside of that, nobody's done shit. Jay Crowder's hit a few threes. He's got 12 points. Other than that, the next person is Cameron Payne with seven points, dude. So, um, you know, Lakers chasing, you know, 13 to start the fourth. Um, I, I think the Lakers are going to catch him. I'll, I'll be completely honest. I, I think the Lakers are going to catch him. Um, AD's not playing. Uh, he played five minutes. He's literally registered one rebound. That's it. Um, but I think LeBron's going to turn it on right now. He's got 24 and seven going into the fourth. So, um, if I had to put money on it, dude, I, I think the Lakers are going to catch him, dude, and force a game seven. I, I really think they're going to catch him, dude. I, I just, dude, it's so hard, right? We grew up in, you know, I'm 28 years old, right? 
LeBron has been in the NBA, dude, since I was, what, fourth grade, third grade, right? He's been the best player my whole life, okay? It's hard to me envision, you know, for me to envision LeBron James getting bounced in the first round, dude, by by the Suns. It's hard. It's hard for me to envision that. So I, I, that's why it's like, all right, I think LeBron's going to catch him, dude. I'm just so used to it, right? I'm just so used to LeBron. Just, you know, nope, it's not happening. I'm going to turn this around. So we'll, we'll see, dude. It's going to be interesting. Well, it'll probably be over by the time we're done recording. If not, people will just be laughing at us because the results are in by the time they listen. I don't think we're going to put this out till tomorrow. So, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But a little bit about that before we go into the other games, Ryan, because it's been a little bit of a topic in Kingsland. It's been the um, it's been this Lakers rivalry. So you have. You know, you have the these Sacramento Kings fans that we see on the Kingsland page and stuff. And a lot of them were they became fans during the early 2000s era with that rivalry. So for them, like that's the only basketball that they've ever been around that they were a fan of that, was you know, like that's basically where they were. Um, uh, their fandom was born essentially right so there's still this kind of like nostalgia when it comes to the lakers and the kings and um it's funny to see people talk about it because they talk about it as if it's like like texas ou you know if it's if it's michigan ohio, uh, state. ohio state you know if it's the if it's the lakers celtics you know you can go on you know in the nfl with the rivalries it's funny it's funny you know duke north carolina it's not that guys it's not that and i actually you know i i take notes throughout the week and and use them sometimes when we want to talk about something and this was something i had wrote down on uh in my notes this week was the the lakers rivalry talk because somebody you know a couple people it wasn't just one person that was like you know the lakers are the fakers and you know that type of shit that that those types of fans whatever that is you know uh oh some of you must have forgot you know or some of you must not have been around you don't know the rivalry and my whole point is like and Casey is Casey is probably the guy on kingsland who who comes at people like with this right away he kind of says the same thing as you which is like Bro, LeBron, I've been a LeBron James fan forever. He's been the, the number one player most of my life, you know. Um, it's not that I'm, like, pooling for the Lakers, but, like, as an NBA fan, you want to see greatness be great. You know, there's an element to that. And it's not like we're pulling necessarily for the Lakers. But the point really is not really that. It's more like there's not a rivalry here, you know. There was a couple years of a really intense, you know, historical series, but – it was very small in the grand scheme of things. The Lakers have had the same rivalries with the Suns when Steve Nash was there. That one got bloody, if we recall. Um, there was great ones with the Trailblazers and the Lakers back in the in the early nineties, early two thousands. Um, obviously, the Spurs and the Lakers went to it. The, I mean, the you it, it really goes on, you know, and that's just one team. And so, um, well, you know what it you know what it is, Cam. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna interject real quick. You know what. For it to be a rivalry, a rivalry, both teams have to win, right? Like for it to be a rivalry, like both sides of the of the opponents have to win every once in a while. Sacramento hasn't won, right? Has what? What has Sacramento ever done to to the Lakers besides give them a tough series before they got to the NBA Finals? You know, you you that's that's like for me, it's like yeah, you know, I think back to those days, and it's like all right, you know, I hate fucking Robert Ory, okay. <laughs> like, I hate Robert Ory. I hate Rick Fox. 
Right. But like in the, at the end of the day, it's like Shaq, Kobe, you know, it's like, I'm not haters on that. I'm not haters on those guys. You know, I, I hate the Oh one Oh two Lakers. That's about it, dude. You know, everything since then, who gives a shit? Cause we've been irrelevant to, to the Los Angeles for 20 years. Irrelevant dude. Like, you know, in, in Lakers history, we are really, really irrelevant. Uh, so it's like, you know, obviously they're, they're division, they're a division opponent. They're a conference opponent. We don't like them. You know, I don't, I don't like, I don't really like anybody in the Pacific division. Um, but at the end of the day, dude, for people saying, well, or what are you guys fake? It's like, no, dude, it's not a rivalry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not, it, it really isn't at all. The, uh, <laughs> you said about the Pacific division. I think it's really just whatever team in your division is kind of dominating the time kind of irritates you. And I think, uh, for KC, his counter on one of these was, you know, he's like, honestly, the last, bunch of years i've hated the fucking warriors more than i've hated the lakers and that one has become a little bit more of a if anything yeah there's a little there's a lot of dislike from kings fans particularly i i feel that way because you deal with their fans indirect uh you know through just proximity and geography you know i a lot of people who i know are warriors fans you know um, and a lot, I know some younger cats that are like in their late teens, early twenties that are Warriors fans. And you know, back then I'm like, I didn't hate the Warriors back in the day because the Warriors fucking sucked. Yeah, you know, my, I, I was telling my whole life the Warriors were terrible. I didn't give a shit when Adonis Foyle was on that team. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, Andres, <laughs> Andres. Andres Bedrins, nobody gave a shit. Troy, Troy Murphy can get all the boards he wants, dude. I don't. Ike Diagu, man, good for Mike him. A, dude, they really rolled out there. All right, those teams had like Andres Bedrins, Ike Diagu, uh, um, Troy Murphy, Mike Dunleavy, Jason Richardson, and like Speedy Claxton. Speedy Claxton, <laughs> dude, those were the teams. They were rolling out. They uh, real quick, uh. Dude, I I was I came across this yesterday. All right, just we're, now that we're talking about the Warriors, do you remember when Conor McGregor was rocking the twenty three Warriors jersey a few years ago, and there was a picture of it and Draymond commented, "Dude, are you talking about ownage?" Okay, because I hate Draymond Green. I hate him. He's he's the person I hate most in the NBA. All right, and and Draymond comments on Conor McGregor's Instagram post and goes, "Hey, take that jersey off. We're not rocking with you. We're rocking with Floyd." And Conor McGregor claps back and goes. Hey, mate, I don't know who you are, but this is like, I think it was a CJ Watson jersey. He's like, this is CJ Watson. He's like, I don't know who you are, but good luck with your career, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And then he came back after and he said, he said, you know what the difference between us is? He's like, I fight. I dribble heads off the mat, not balls. This ain't no fucking joke, kid. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I've seen that. It is so Conor McGregor is so funny, dude. Like, you know, one of my, you know, one of my favorite this is my favorite sports um, thing ever. Okay. It's he, it's after he wins. I don't remember the fight uh, off the top of my head, but he, Joe Rogan goes to interview him. Okay. And he had been talking a lot of shit like he does leading up to the fight. And when he goes, I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely, absolutely fucking, fucking nobody. nobody. Yeah. That was <laughs> that, a, is, that was the, the Jose Aldo fight dude, when he dropped was, him in like, th- like literally like three seconds. Jose Aldo was like supposed to be untouchable, and McGregor came out and and just left hand and flattened Jose Aldo. That was, was like, so. It's time to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. That's it. Is so funny, you know. I and and I used I used uh you know I want to say it was like last fall before the season we did a 
we did who is king's cast and i used the conor mcgregor meme when he was at the fight to kind of promote that episode where he turns around and he's like who the fuck is that guy you know i used that for who the fuck is king's cast that was my bit it's it's really you know what's really cool about that is like we're you know we live by stock like we grew up you know like i was at in shape a year ago you know and like nate diaz is walking and like nate diaz I, I like nate diaz because of our proximity dude but it's so fucking hard to dislike conor mcgregor during those fights you know like you you know i was pulling for nate in those fights but it was like dude it's so hard to dislike this guy he's fucking nuts he's, he's funny, fuck, he's it's funny. Enter, entertainment but i you know i really dislike draymond green you know i said person i dislike most in the nba i probably dislike him most in all of sports dude i can't stand draymond green okay i i absolutely cannot stand him i think he's the most overrated player in the history of the nba dude i really do right and then when every time i see that conor mcgregor shit dude it's just like why does nobody ever talk about this why is this just not getting brought up all the time because that is the greatest clapback in the history of clapbacks dude like it's that is a 10 all right anybody seen varsity blues billy bob a 10 I tell you, ten. The uh, back to the the Warriors, though. You know, um, my uh, the first game I ever went to um, was a Kings Warriors preseason game, um, and Jason Richardson was on there. I was real excited to see him because that's when he was dunking hard in the dunk contest. That was about all they had. I mean, that goes back to like the team you said with all the. You know, I random different times, but like the Bob Suras, the Troy Murphys, the Mike Dunleavy's, the Donald Foyles, those types of guys. It was as I saying, the Warriors were just so terrible. And uh, Derek uh, Derek Fisher, yeah. Well, I think he came later. He came yeah, he later. Came, it wasn't he, he, he was like clean. he was like he was like oh five. He was on that team, but um, the funny one was Clifford Robinson, which I think Clifford, Clifford Robinson R. died. R.I.P. R.I.P. So, yeah, R. I gotta R. give him the R.I.P. He played in the league for a long time, but. Uh, we let him know. I was I was really young. I was like junior high, and our me and our buddies, you know, we were we were fortunate. My first game, I got to sit like five rows off the court. You know, I got we friends got tickets and took me. And um, Clifford Robinson's right there, and we were you know, I'm probably like twelve or thirteen, maybe. I don't know. You know, I don't know. And I was just yelling at Clifford Robinson. You know, we're like Clifford, Clifford, retire. You're too old. And he's like, I don't know. I want to believe he was like 41 at that. At he that was. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played till he was like 41. Yeah. Yeah. And he he turned over and he he totally mugged us. And these little kids are just telling this dude how old he was. You know. But you know. So that's to to wrap the story for full circle. When I grew up, the Warriors sucked, dude. And and so it just it just changes to it just changes to whatever teams kind of dominating in your in your division at the time and that's kind of dictates the rivalries and and for the and for the kids that are here today you know they're going to be the ones in a bunch of years that are telling everybody you know about the about how you should hate the warriors you know it's just kind of it kind of works that way right yeah uh you know, now that we're being all nostalgic and stuff, right? So me and Eric grew up pretty poor, right? Like he said he didn't, you know, he said he said he didn't go to a game till he was like 12 or 13. Same thing for me. Okay. Like we were poor, dude. We couldn't afford to go to games. Um, you know, we it just didn't happen, right? But we we didn't miss a game. We watched all the games. We didn't have cable, right? So the we only listened to we listened to most of the games, you know, on yeah, the radio. But we yeah, yeah, we listened on Sports Line 40 and stuff. But so, anyways, my first game. Eric took me actually Eric when Eric got his license in high school uh yeah I was probably 12 13 
And my first game was the dopest game I've ever been doing the NBA dude is me and Eric scored. Well, Eric for my birthday, he scored us like some $12 seats, like on a Tuesday night against Phoenix dude, when sack sucked. Okay. It was like the shits. Right. But sack had, or the Phoenix had Steve Nash, Jason Richardson, uh, Shaq, um, you know, Quentin Richardson, like that squad. It was like, it was probably like, Oh, seven, Oh, eight, maybe. And like, dude, they were like stacked. Phoenix was stacked, dude. And we go down, we got there hella early, right? Eric drove his shitty Ford Ranger down there, dude. We got to the game hella early. Uh, we were sitting in the nosebleeds and and we got, you know, we went down by the court of Arco and, uh, dude, we got, you know, first off, the greatest thing I've ever seen is Steve Nash's warm up. Okay. Like his pregame, his pregame routine was unreal, dude. It's, you understand why Steve Nash is Steve Nash when you see that. But we got to we got to meet Shaq, dude. Shaq came over and he signed. We had like piece of paper, dude. And Shaq came over and he was like, he's a monster, dude. Like how big Shaq was was unreal. And I used to have all these pictures on my flip phone, dude. Um, but Shaq, Jason Richardson came over. Um, just all these guys. Matt Barnes, I think, was on that team. Um, so that was my first Kings experience. It wasn't until we were older, man. We were just, you know, but ever since then, I've seen, you know, a bunch now. But um, you know, you're talking about first games, nostalgia. Your first game, Eric, actually, you almost missed. Um, I had to wake you up because you fell asleep at the house and the doors were locked, and I was banging on your bedroom window because I knew you had to go to the game. And I was probably nine years old, and I was like, I was like, Oh, Eric's gonna miss the game, and I was banging on the door trying to wake you up, and you finally woke up and and you made it, but we're, you know, little, little trip down memory lane there. The funny fun. that that was a fun Suns game. Um, that was a good team. Just some notable names on there. You mentioned Barnes, but um, so a really, a player I always really liked Ryan was Raja Bell. Um, every, he, Raja Bell is one of those guys. Yes. Everybody needs a Raja Bell. You know, Raja Bell is a, it was a yeah. guard who can guard. He guarded Kobe tough. You know, Goran Dragic was a young Goran Dragic on that team. Jared Dudley, that team was, it was loaded. Jared Dudley. Uh, Goran Dragic, Grant Hill, um, Grant Robin, Hill, that's right, Grant, Robin Grant Lopez, Hill. yeah, Amari that's Stoudemire. Right. Um, remember? Do you remember Lou Amundsen? Um, uh, he was that white guy with the yeah, ponytail. Yeah. He, he yeah, was yeah. on. He there. had the man. He had he had a man bun before the man bun. Yeah, and then Munson, um, Yeah. Lastly, everybody's favorite power forward, uh, Stromile Swift, <laughs> was on there. Ooh, hey, hey, I made a Stromile Swift uh, reference a couple weeks ago, didn't I? Do you? Uh, who was who? Who was it you were trying to compare it into? You're talking about somebody, some bust. Oh, Obi Toppin, some bust. He's been in the league like nine months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obi Obi Toppin, dude. You go look. All right, so me and Eric. Right, before the season, we we you know we did who we think we're gonna you know the draft picks wise, and I and I was saying before the draft that Obi Toppin sucked. Don't draft him, right? He obviously he goes hella high. A couple weeks ago, me and Eric were talking on the phone. And I'm telling him, like, dude, Obi Toppin fucking sucks, dude. Like, I just watched him again last night and just validating, you know, what I said early on. And he was like, well, who, who, who can we compare him to? And I don't know why, but off the top of my head, I was like, Stromile Swift. And you go look up <laughs> Stromile Swift's stats his rookie year to Obi Toppin's. Fucking identical, dude. Same exact size. Okay. They, they literally like four pounds apart. It was fucking great, dude. So shout out to Stromile Swift, dude. He used to dunk hella hard, like on NBA Live 04. Yeah, Stromile Stro Swift. Um, yeah, the all right other playoff games though, because I've been watching a lot. Most intriguing series, I think, to everybody is the. Wait, I'm gonna say Clippers Mavericks. That's a pretty intriguing series, right? Do you think that's the most intriguing? Yeah, one? dude. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. You know, 
because if you're did I, say, Clippers, did I say Mavericks, did I said Mavericks, right? I just yeah, yeah, you said Mavericks, okay. you said Mavericks, right? Clippers, Mavs, okay. All right, like I know it's hard for everybody to see, you know, all these Kings fans, whatever, to see Luca dominating, okay. But for me, dude, like I, I've been, you know, quite Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's also another player that I really don't like too much in the NBA. All right. I think Kawhi Leonard has been on good teams, good, good franchises. Um, he's been put in very good situations throughout his career. And, you know, he got it done with the Raptors. Right. But everybody knows that the Warriors are healthy. He don't get it done. Okay. But like for this, you know, people were saying that he was the best player in the league like a year and a half ago. Okay. Saying he's better than LeBron saying, all, and, all right, this motherfucker threw up an air ball last night. Okay. It was seven seconds left to go in the game, you know, down by two. And it's just like, I was looking at that. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe that people thought this clown was better than LeBron. Um, but if you're the Clippers, dude, you know, what are you going to do, right? You just re-signed Paul George for like $100 billion, okay? Kawhi Leonard's going to leave in free agency, right? You paid Marcus Morris like 60 mil, you know, or Markeith, whatever brother it is. Who cares? They're both not very good. Right? <laughs> They're not worth that much, both of them. Yeah. You know, like you, you have, you know, Luke Kennard, you're paying like a random, like 60 million, dude. It's like that franchise is screwed. Um, so it's just funny to me that like they're getting dominated by Luke and, and, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are supposed to be these defensive stoppers and like the very good defenders. And um, it's intriguing, dude. I'm pulling for Dallas, dude. I really am. I'm, I'm pulling for Dallas now because every day I go on, I'm like, dude, the Clippers fucking suck, dude. Like, this is ridiculous that anybody thought that these guys, um, you know, were better than LeBron, dude. It, it just it, it makes me laugh, dude. But another one, too, is um, an, another, another – um, I just drew a blank. What was I gonna, oh, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. You're looking at the games. I got something real quick. I guess while you are looking it up. Yeah, um, yeah go, ahead, go it, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is uh, it, oh, the, the, the the Trailblazers just got it? And is that where you're going to go with it? Yes, that's what I, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That game the other day with Damian Lillard was fucking Wild. crazy. I mean, the guy just Wild. pulls up. Uh, it's too bad because it's it's like, you know, we don't have we didn't uh, we have a bit of a platform now. But I didn't have this platform years ago. I I will be honest. In like five years ago, that year that Damian Lillard didn't make the All Star team when he averaged like twenty six points a game, that time I said uh, I would he, I, he him and like Westbrook at the time I was like I he, I think they're I think that Damian Lillard, Lillard is as good as Steph Curry. I said that back then. I was like he can pull up all the same, but he can take it to the hole too. Now Steph Curry has the handles, and he, I'm not. It's not to take anything away from him, but at the same time too, like uh, Damian Lillard is fucking good, man. He's really good. Um, I wanted to point something out. To I'm glad I, we went this direction because when this happened, I thought about the Kings. Um, there was a situation the other day. Remind me if I miss it, uh, mess it up. But CJ McCollum, what did he like? He stepped out of bounds or lost the ball yes. out of bounds at the end of the no, game. No, no, right? he, he 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 stepped out of bounds. He ball got swung to him. He pump faked and he was driving to the hoop for a kick out. And yeah, he stepped out of bounds. Boom! In a key moment. And I, and the thing is, I want to bring it up right there because we've talked about this on the po podcast, Ryan. Uh, but we talked about last week, right, with Buddy Heald, and people like to talk about Buddy Heald's blunders, and you made a comment last week's episode about how it happens kind of all over the league. It's just Kings fans are so hyper-focused on their guys that when it does happen, it's like he's an idiot, do 
doofus, whatever, you know, you want to describe it as, but you just show it right there. Uh, a guy who's a big time, uh, you know, max shooting guard player and look at what he just did. He made a blunder. I mean, it happens. And I just brought it up too that Kawhi Leonard with seven seconds left on the shot clock threw up a contested, heavily, heavily contested air ball three, right? Like it happens around the league, but you know, like you said, everybody's hyper focused on Buddy Healed, and you know, anytime he does anything, dude, it's just completely blown out of proportion. But you know, again, guy averaged one point eight turnovers a game and played freaking thirty two or thirty three minutes a night. Man, I'll take that all freaking day all day long um but one thing i want to talk about is what i was going to bring up about the nuggets trailblazers is you know where do the trailblazers go from here right this is multiple 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 years you know where you've lost first second round right they made the western conference what two years ago maybe or was it last year maybe they made it i forget anyways they made it like they made a western conference once right but this is multiple multiple years where you've had cj mccollum and Damian Lillard not be able to get um, over the hump, dude. Like you have to be, you have, you know, you have to beat Denver without Jamal Murray, right? If if you're Portland and you know you're borderline, like, do we fire the coach? Do we kind of blow this team up? We, you know, they added Rocco this year. You know, you got Carmelo coming off the bench, one of the best bench scorers in the league. Nurkic was healthy. You know, you have Ennis Cantor. You got, you know, you went and got Derek Jones. Um, you went at the trade deadline. And you got Norman Powell, you got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, and you fucking lose to a a Jamal Murrayless Nuggets team. Where do they go from here, Eric? Is you know you you got to trade CJ McCollum, right? Is that you? Gotta- I think he's I think he's the only guy on the ro- on the roster. The thing about the Trailblazers that's to, is my take is that's a team we talk about here all all the time is like cap management, and they've been a they've been a team that because they have you know. Uh, Damian Lillard and, and then CJ McCollum is kind of treated like a star um, is really hindered their cap. And they've, they haven't re- really been able to put together surrounding talent with depth to kind of uh, match the top tier teams in the league. And um, you really do need that. I mean, even tonight, uh, yesterday, yesterday, right? They lost yesterday or today. I'm just like all over the place right now. I, this, this was, this was today. CJ McCollum dropped 23. I know that. Cause I look at the bar. I looked at the box score. You know, so yeah, so, so, he, so he dropped twenty three. So, but yeah. if you if you look at if you look at the box scores, if you look at the stats, if you watch the games, it's like the firepower only comes from a couple guys. You know, well look at look um, at this. Look at look look at this. All right, you're starting five. Okay, Covington eleven, Powell seventeen, Nurkic thirteen, twenty eight for Lillard, twenty one for McCollum, fourteen from Carmelo, the sixth guy. After that, you know Simmons had nine points. He had three threes. And Rondé Hollis Jefferson had two points. So outside of their top six guys, they worthless, dude. Derek Jones didn't play, and his Cantor didn't play. You know, so like that. Yeah, it's just hard. I don't. I don't understand it, dude. I don't understand how Portland's not better. It's it, it. You know, it really confuses me, dude. You had eleven and ten from from, from Rocco. Um. It's just really maybe it's, re- I mean, it's maybe it's rebounding. Yeah, I think it's just overall depth, man. And when you start to get in the playoffs, I think that um I think that depth is 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 a big part of it. And they're just not as deep as them. I mean, if you look at the Nuggets, that's kind of what the Nuggets uh that's what the Nuggets deal was. I mean, they they were able to lose their top guy and they're able to withstand that. 
you know second 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 guy yeah, come on they got they got no they got no Jokic you're no my, my bad i meant to i meant to i meant to say like their top like yeah guard, guard is what i meant to yes. say they're, um, they're starting point guard yes yeah that's what that's what i meant to say uh um, but they but, but see, you know you know you know what they have dude is monte morris is nice dude monte morris has didn't you know they monte morris you know 33 minutes tonight eight eight of 16 22 points nine assists you know, and then they went and got Austin Rivers, who, you know, 40 minutes, not only seven points, but he played 40 minutes and he's big, you know, so like they, they, you know, 13, 26, 36, 10, 7, 10, 22 from their top seven guys, dude, you can't argue with that, you know, but my biggest thing is like, where does Portland go from here, man? Where, where does Portland go? Because, you know, they, you just got bounced first round, you know, to a, to a team that doesn't have their second best player. So that was the most, you know, I thought Portland was going to walk into the series, you know, without Jamal Murray. And I was like, all right, Portland, this is the year Portland can get to the Western conference finals, you know, m- maybe get over the hump if there was an injury or something, but no, dude, that that's pretty bad. And you you got to think Terry Stotts is gone, <laughs> you know, Terry Stotts is gone. And that kind of, you know, I, I know I'm changing subjects a little bit here, but you know, we were talking about, you know, everybody who was, who wanted Luke Walton gone a couple weeks ago before he, you know, was told he's staying and all that stuff. And, you know, Terry Stotts is, is getting fired at Portland. So there's another coaching hire. Um, Boston, you know, just moved Brad Stevens into the front office. There's a no, another coaching hire that's going to have to happen. And, um, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a good coach who's available in the NBA, I'm going to Portland and Boston before I come to sack. Um, so that just kind of, uh, validates, um, McNair's decision to have, to have, uh, Luke Walton stick around. Um, that was just kind of, that popped, that popped in my head. Um, you know, the thing is the, the, the nuggets are just so well ran in what they do things. I mean, they were able to lose Jeremy Grant and they just let a guy, a young guy like that go. And like, like they didn't miss a beat basically. Well, a couple, a couple dude, they've had a couple guys like, uh, you know, like Gary Harris, right? Like Gary Harris, was he hurt? You know, like Malik Beasley, who was on that squad, who who left and is in Minnesota. Um, Jamal Murray, dude. So you're looking at three guys, dude. They had they had Nurkic at one point too. You know, Joseph Nurkic started with Denver as well. You know, so you're looking at just a very well franchise, very well franchise ran. Um, the Michael Porter Jr. thing, dude. Um, I remember. I remember drafting out a few years ago. Uh, I, I wanted Zach to draft Michael Porter Jr. I I, I, had, I, I remember I, I, I remember, remember you did. Yeah, I do remember you did remember want that. that. Me, but wasn't that yeah, the David like, Fox draft though? Uh, it was Marvin Bagley draft, wasn't it? I have to, I can pull it up while you're talking. Uh, I think that was the Marvin Bagley draft, and you know, coming out, you know, Michael Porter Jr. six ten, um, number one recruit in the nation, right? It's it, number one recruit in the nation. Right, wasn't even close. Hurt his back. Um, didn't play much in college. Came back. I think he played a tournament game, and then that was it. Uh, but I, I remember me and you were talking, and and um, you know, I was like, dude, I, I think Sacramento. You obviously, what what draft was it, Eric? It was Bagley draft. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I got, I got it in one second. I, I yeah, will, I, I will it. say though that uh, I will say that you did say that. And I think if Michael Porter had not gotten hurt, um, I think he definitely he could have been. Game. Yeah, he he definitely would have been taken. Um, yeah, it was the Bagley draft. He he would have he could have yeah. been in consideration for number so, one because he was such a yeah, high, he was. high recruit. 
And I remember so that you were was, saying, I remember you saying that when I remember telling you my take was like, no, I hear you because I knew how touted he was. But I was like, there's no way you're going to draft this guy hurt like this when there's so much, there was so much talent at the top of that draft. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> right. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. Well, no, right, it's not who cares. It's not who cares though. I mean, here's the thing. I, because, I get what you're saying now, but like, dude, DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka Doncic, and Trey Young were all in the top five there. Yeah. And then you had Jaron Jackson and Colin Sexton as well. I mean, the guy was hurt, didn't play, and was questionable on his on his thing. I mean, I, I you were you may did, have been did, right. You may have been right, and you did say that. But at the time, you know, you got to understand like there was other players there. All right, hold on, hold on. Breaking news. Suns eliminate the Lakers 113-100. Well, there you go. So you were everything there you, you said about you believing in LeBron James. See, now you now well, we can you know, no, we it do. wasn't See, it wasn't but I even said it. It wasn't like it, I never said believing. I said it's just hard to see. You know, it's hard to see LeBron James getting eliminated. You know, it's hard to picture that. You know, eliminated first round by the fucking Suns. You know what we can you know say now like, is fuck the Lakers. <laughs> no, we can play both sides of it. We can just play both sides of it. Yeah, fuck the Lakers, dude. Yeah, yeah it's fuck the Suns too, though, dude. Pacific Division guys, fuck them all. Right? Yeah. It's like back in the day. It's like back in the day, you know, Minnesota. Remember like 04 when Minnesota eliminated Sacramento in the playoffs? Remember that? Remember that Minnesota squad who went to Western Conference? Fuck them back then too, dude. It was one of those. Like it was fuck. It was fuck the Mavericks back then, dude. When Nick Van Exel went off in like what was it, Game Four or something against the King? Remember that Nick Van Exel? Going off against Sacramento in the playoffs, dude. I was like, fuck you. He was a king's fuck killer, dude. He was a king's killer, yeah. that ugly looking dude. Yeah, fuck them all, dude. You know what I mean? Like, you could say that. That's why it's funny about like rivals and stuff. It's like, dude, Sacramento hasn't beaten anybody. You know what I mean? So it's like, you could literally say that about anybody, any of those teams that eliminated us in the playoffs back in the day in our, in our quote unquote air heyday, you know, like, fuck all those teams, dude. But damn, dude, Lakers are out. Okay. All right, so what's the playoff picture look from here on out? Um, it's really up in the air, man. That we had this conversation last week. I, I, I thought that well, you, I, I you, it, you always Utah. say Utah. You, you said last week you thought it was Utah, and honestly, Utah. at this point, um, they do look good. You know, the Suns. It's just I don't know what it is. In maybe I'll learn my lesson, right? But like in the preseason, I just couldn't see it, and then during the regular season, I just was like, ah, this is just a weird year. And then they be, do beat the Lakers, but the Lakers were seven seed. They're missing AD. You know, let's let's see that next series. You know, let's see what that next series yeah, looks well, like. It, all right, so so it's going to look like okay. So it's either Clippers or Mavs are the one we don't know yet. You know, um, but it's going to be you know Utah, Phoenix, Clippers or Mavs, and then um, who's the fourth team? Uh, Denver. Right. So Utah's number one seed. I think Denver. Yeah. So Three. It'll be Utah. Yeah, so it'll be all right. If the Mavs win, it'll be Utah, Dallas, and it'll be Phoenix and Denver. That's it. Yeah, that's it. It'll be Utah Clippers or Mavs, and then Phoenix and Denver will play each other no matter what, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so I think Utah beats the Clippers, or I think Utah wins whoever they play out of the Mavs and Clippers, and then Phoenix and Denver. That'll be good. That's gonna be a good ass series, dude. The Holy kicker, the the kicker in Phoenix, and no one, I don't know, I don't know if nobody talks about, but it seems that all the focus is Chris Paul, and all of the focus is Devin Booker. But I mean, DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he what was do, the number. What, one. What DeAndre Ayton do tonight? 
you know, DeAndre Ayton tonight, eight, eight, eight points, three rebounds, dude. I mean, it's like, dude, Devin Booker tonight, 46 minutes, 47 points, 11 rebounds. You know, Chris Paul tonight, eight and 12, cool, in 29 minutes. Um, it was it was Devin Booker who carried him tonight. But, dude, that, yeah, a hey, Phoenix fucking Utah, dude. Hey, get the popcorn ready, man. That's, that, that's going to be hella fun. That we don't, is going to be hella fun. We haven't really talked the Eastern Conference stuff. Uh, Atlanta advanced, and uh, some Kings fans out there, Ryan, no, oh, you know, again this week. I know I talked about it last week. Bogey, you know, no, no. like Bogey's a fucking role player. I said it again. I put it out there. Well, you know, he he had nine points in in, in the game yeah. yesterday. Like role player. Yeah, so yeah, in 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 a in an elimination game, you know, to where they can advance. I guess not elimination for them, but Bogdanovich nine points on one of seven from three and four for 11 shooting in 35 minutes. Um, again, like, you know, you look at, you look at, you know, Capella 14 and 15, John Collins 13 and seven, DeAndre Hunter 15 points. Um, so out of the starting five, he had the least amount of points. He shot horrid. Um, but yeah, you know, depth, I guess, you know, when it, when you got a guy like Trey Young, who's, you know, 36 and nine, um, you know, it's hard to lose in those times, you know, so, um, but yeah, you look at like Kevin Herter plays same same position as Bogey, two for six from three, eight points, you know, in twenty you know twenty minutes. So, um, but yeah, everybody who talks about Bogdanovich and stuff, it's like yeah, okay, average game. They still won. Uh, uh, so. Trey Trey Young is kind of turning into a dog that last series. I mean, I guess you know we'll see if he can do it in multiple games. No. But well, he yeah, was a little bit of a dog. That's what it is, and that's what it is. We'll see. You know, um, all right. So so in the East. 76ers are the one seed, right? Um, number two was Mil. No, number two was Brooklyn. Number three is Milwaukee. So yeah, it's Brooklyn, Milwaukee, no matter what. And then it's Phoenix, or not Phoenix. It's the 76ers and who? The Hawks. All right. So like, cool, Trey Young. Let's see if you can do that against uh, Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know, hey, hey, there, there's your map. You know. Let's see if you can do that um, against Ben Simmons. You know, that's who's probably going to be on him. You know, if I'm Philadelphia, I'm like, hey, Ben, you can't shoot fucking free throws for your life. You don't score, but you better shut down Trey Young. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's gonna. NBA playoffs are NBA playoffs are exciting right now. Um, I wanted to talk about the guy that we uh, we got to kind of uh, diss just because I feel it's our due diligence, Ryan, to defend our guy, De'Aaron Fox, anytime it comes to John Morant. Because John Morant, um, he, good for him. They made the playoffs. But, you know, it's just, it, we sound like haters when we when we come, when, when guys get overhyped and we have to, like, defend them, we sound like we're hating on them. You know, personally, I think John Morant's a cool young player, but, like, he gets so elevated all the time because of, because of you know, I think the NBA wants so badly for that Zion Morant kind of thing to happen. They're trying to breed their stars, and um, but you know, really, realistically, he's he's behind Aaron Fox in every category. You know, uh, but and he he he's highlights are all the time. You know what? I maybe we start sharing it on our Twitter uh, page, Ryan. Anytime he gets, we get a, a John Morant highlight come across. It's always a wide open dunk. You know, we'll just show that. But they got booted right away, you know, so that's good. Honestly, uh, I'm not really like a root against people type of person. I mean, I, especially when your team sucks, you just kind of go into the playoffs and you just want to see 
greatness. You want to see excitement. You want to see good basketball. But I, I have found myself actively rooting against the fucking Memphis Grizzlies for the last two years because of just the the hype that surrounds him. I think a lot of Kings fans, um, I think they probably feel the same way about that. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. John Morant, you know, nineteen point seven assists. It is what it is, dude. He's not. If he, if it was up to me, dude, I'd take Deer and Fox all day, every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have to say much more on that. Um, I got, I got something here. I got something here, Ryan. It's, uh, it's, um, the, the thing that, you know, to get into a little King's talk, cause we've kind of neglected a little bit of that today. Right. Um, if you kind of can look around right now, it's why we were so anti tanking, you know, why we were so anti tanking for the Kings, because you're seeing Trey young get exposure dog, John Morant get praised just for getting there. You know, um, you're seeing DeAndre Ayton move on. Um, you know, you're that's just a couple guys, right, who are around the same age and everything. Obviously, Luca, And you, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell, right, and Devin Booker. I guess I can keep going. But you have these young guys who are getting the exposure, getting the recognition, getting elevated. The, the NBA does elevate their players. They push their players. And it's why we were so anti-tanking when it came to the Kings because I believe – that the Kings and Ryan, you tell me what you think. I, I there's not a lot of guys right now and that at that age that I would take over De'Aaron Fox. Honestly, I'm such a believer in him. I'm such a not even just a, a fan, obviously because he's our guy, but I'm such a believer in him and like the level of stardom that he can reach. And it's just it would be such a travesty if the Kings had just blown that shit up this year last year and taken a year or two backwards. Um, so that he's not getting the exposure, you know. Um, I, I just really, really, really want to see that guy, man. Just let's get him. Let's get him into a series. Let's just get him into a series. Let's let's let let's let Darren Fox have a series where he goes on like he did with that seven game stretch in March or whatever it was, and he goes ape shit on a superstar uh, he's playing against and he's dropping, he's averaging 31 points a game in a series. Let's get that happening. You want to change the stink in Sacramento. That's what you want to do it. And, and it's, you know, you, you, you're happy for good basketball, but it, man, as a fan, it's, it's, I want to root against these young guys, honestly. And it, it sucks. That's not really how I do things, but it's more out of spite that you want to see your guy get that stage, you know? 100%. And th- that was our number one thing about the tanking thing. You're right was, hey, you got to do justice by Darren Fox. You owe it to Darren Fox. You owe it to him to to put all your resources into surrounding him with the best talent available and getting him into the playoffs. And that's why everybody was like, what, you just want to get in and lose first round? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Look at, look, at, look at the publicity that was around Memphis. Look at the hype that was around Memphis for losing 4-1, to one, you know? Now going into next year, they have the momentum, right? And we brought this in the bubble last year. Was you know during the bubble time was when Phoenix went eight and zero in the bubble last year, right? The momentum, the momentum that created you know the ability that gave them to go get Chris Paul, right? Hey, let's go get Chris Paul and let's try to make a run at this. And they just fucking beat the Lakers. Is that beat the conf- Lakers four to two? It's that confidence that you're closer than that you might be closer than you think you are, and it only took a little bit. Uh, you know, NBA franchises and GMs can be uh, pussies, okay? They don't want oh, you know, take it slow. I don't want to go all in. I, I want to be half in because it's a, 
it's a it's a CYA league, Ryan. It's a cover your ass. That's what it is. It's a bunch of people trying to cover their ass, and they never have want to have the balls to make moves. That's that was Vladi's deal, you know. It was just trying to cover his ass and play it safe. And you want to be able to say that you're developing and taking it slow. No one ever has the balls to just go for it and get in. And and a team like Phoenix, had they went into the bubble and and kind of if their fans were saying. Let's, let's blow this up for a draft pick because we, we need to build around Booker and Aiton. And they went in there and they were shit. And then then the franchise would have had that easy justification not to be aggressive and go get Jay Crowder and go get, which he was a big piece, a huge piece for them, and then not go get Chris Paul. And and that's just really the difference. You know, Memphis right now, they know that they when they have to make their decisions in the offseason, they're going to make the decisions towards the direction of winning and not the direction of backwards. And that's the problem with the Kings. When you're fucking the Kings and you never want to go for it, you never want to grind and grit your way towards success, when it comes to the offseason, you make those pussy decisions to take a couple steps back and manage our cap and just wait for our time, wait for our time, wait for our time. 15 years later, Kings cast is sitting here talking to a bunch of Kings fans about why we fucking suck. Well, it's the it's the uh, you know let's let's try and get lucky, then let's let's make something happen, right? It's all these people, dude. I've seen you know I saw it again today. Jalen Green is who we want. I I'd be okay with this. I saw a mock draft the other day on on Bench Mob of guys just oh I'd be okay with this. This is who I have mine my top ten. Who the fuck are you? Mine, <laughs> mine. Who are you? You know who are you to go out there and be like? Well, this is my top ten. This is. Cool. You watch all them. Did you watch all them prospects play, or did you only watch you know, you know the top prospect Evan Mobley when you know was who's he on USC when USC played San Jose State? You know what I mean? When USC played whoever whatever tune up school they needed to play. You know what I mean? Like who who are you to evaluate these guys, dude? You've never seen these guys play in person. You have no idea what you're talking about. And and that's how Sacramento, you know, Sacramento and their fans are. Let's let's just try to get lucky. Let's get lucky. You know, maybe we can get in the lottery, you know, move up in the lottery. Maybe we can get this guy and maybe that guy can turn into something instead of saying, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to try to make something happen. I'm going to go. I'm going to go make an attempt to get this guy. I'm going to go make a run at this thing. Um, I'm going to go with a little. This is what they call right now. I know we're getting we're going 73 episodes in. All right. So I'm going to say, this is what they call in the business a teaser, you know, a teaser. Um, we've talked a lot about, you know, patience with the Kings, letting players develop. But we've also had this other side to us that's always been like a make, make a move if uh, there's a move to be had to get better. Um, we are no, it's no secret we're hashtag TTP. Um, I think that Ryan and I have, do have an opinion about a little bigger swing this offseason to maybe try to get into there. It's obviously all hypothetical stuff, but that's something I think we're going to bring to you guys um, in the next couple weeks, um, because this thing has really been stewing in us, this, this, this non-exposure for a superstar, you know, the potential did not improve this off season. I think it's something that I've really been thinking about and I want to talk, I want to get feedback from other people and I want to talk about this more um, in, in the next couple of weeks. So, Hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. Ryan and I are primarily on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. We're very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland, so join that and check that out. 
And as always, you can stay up to date with the podcast by finding us anywhere at Kang's Cast. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kangs. Kangs. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.